Good morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams, for another edition of New Horizons, the daily podcast and radio ministry of Flat Creek Baptist Church here in Gainesville, Georgia. It is my greatest joy to be able to dive deep into God's Word with you and to just search the Scriptures to find what God has to say to us from His Word. I hope that you enjoy these daily devotionals, and I hope they're a great blessing to you and your family. If you would like more information about Flat Creek Baptist Church, please check out our website, flatcreekchurch.net. And there you'll be able to find all the information you need to know about us, how to get here, what our service times are, and even how to give so that we can keep this radio and podcast ministry alive into the future. We're going to continue walking through the book of Mark today. So I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Mark chapter number nine. The book of Mark, chapter number 9. Now, something is going to happen in Mark 9 that is going to be very peculiar. Uh, Something that is going to reveal the glory of Jesus in a way that possibly no other portion of Scripture in the Gospels reveals him outside of the cross and the resurrection. What happens in this story is something that Jesus actually told the disciples who witnessed it not to tell anyone at that moment. However, there would be a time when they would be uh, allowed to tell what they saw, but at least at this moment, they would not be allowed to tell it. So the Bible tells us this amazing story of the transfiguration of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just listen to what the Bible says. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. He led them up on a high mountain by themselves to be alone. He was transformed or transfigured in front of them, and his clothes became dazzling, extremely white, as no launderer on earth could whiten them. Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Just imagine this moment. There's Jesus. He's on top of the mountain. He's with Peter, James, and John. And suddenly, just he is transfigured into the glory that he has before time began. He is transformed into the glory as the blessed Son of God. And standing there with him are Moses and Elijah, those two that represent the law and the prophets. And Jesus is standing there chatting with them. And the Bible says, Peter said, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Have you ever felt that way, friends? When, when you're just in a, in a good like worship service, you're just in one of those strong spiritual moments where just the spirit is flowing freely. Lives are changing. Chains are falling off. Marriages are being restored. Addicts are being loosed. And it's just this amazing movement of God. And have you ever been in that point where you would just say, you know, it would just be good just to sit down right here. We'll just stay right here in the presence of God. We'll stay right here in the supernatural power and overflow and outpouring of the Spirit of God because it's good to be right here. And then he says the following words, Let us make three tabernacles, 
One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Because he did not know what he should say since they were terrified. So you can just imagine this moment. Peter just, you know, this. let's just stay right here. This is such an amazing moment. No need to go back off the mountain. I would just rather be caught up with you right here, Jesus. And a cloud appeared, the Bible says, overshadowing them and a voice came from the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. This is the same saying uh, that was said over Jesus at his baptism. This is my beloved son. Then suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus alone. And as they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one what they had seen until the son of man had risen from the dead. They kept this word to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. So once again, this goes back to the Jewish customs and the ideas of the Messiah. And so they're asking these questions amongst each other. What does this even mean? The resurrection, rising from the dead. Then they began to question him. Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And Jesus replied, Elijah does come first and restores everything. How then is it written about the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did whatever they pleased to him, just as it is written about him. Jesus, of course, alluding there to John the Baptist, that, that idea from Malachi that Elijah must come and, 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 uh, uh, and be there before the Messiah comes. He will come first. And, and then we also think about uh, the book of Isaiah that tells us the forerunner of Christ will come. And so the idea in Messianic uh, Ju Judaism is that uh, Elijah will come first. And Jesus says, Elijah has already come. He's already paved the way. And that would be John the Baptist. Now, in thinking about this text today, I want to ask you a question. Why Peter, James, and John? Why those three men? Why didn't Jesus take any of the other 12 up on the mountain? Why those three? Well, friends, I believe it's for a very specific purpose. And let's remember that everything Jesus did, he did intentionally. So in those three men, they stand very unique in the gospel story and very unique in the foundation in the history of the church. Number one, you have Peter. Now, Peter would have been the oldest of the disciples. We know this because when it came time to pay taxes, Peter was the only one that Jesus commanded to pay taxes. So the belief is that the other disciples were very young men, not even of tax-paying age yet, only Peter being old enough. Also, he's the only one that is mentioned with a wife. And so Peter... When Jesus dies and resurrects, Peter is what? He is going to be the leader of these men. And he is going to be a foundational leader of the early church in Jerusalem and to the Gentile world. And we remember that Jesus even would say to Peter, Peter, you, uh, you have answered correctly. And he even changes his name. And he talks to Peter about uh, the gates of hell not being able to prevail against the church. And so Peter was very foundational. And he would need this moment because there would be great times of persecution and sorrow that would come against him. And he would need this moment to know that there was a time in his life where he actually saw Jesus transfigured into his glory. Then you have James. Well, friends, James would be the first martyr. He would be the first, well, not the first martyr, but the first disciple martyred. 
for the cause of Christ. James would be beheaded by King Herod in the book of Acts. And because he's the first disciple martyred, Jesus took him high up on that mountain because he knew a day would come when his faith would be tested. Would he stand firm or would he turn around and go the other way? But old James, he stood firm in the face of King Herod and it cost him his life. But today he is in glory with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there was John, John the beloved apostle, John the one that would live longer than all the other apostles. John, who would be persecuted relentlessly time after time after time in his life and yet not die until natural causes finally took his life. But John would go through so much for Jesus and Jesus knew being the one that would live the longest that he would need to see Jesus in this way so that when times got tough and times got hard, John would stay the course and not turn back and waver. And none of those men ever wavered. They all kept their eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel of the cross and the resurrection. And because of that today, you have the cross and you have the gospel in your heart and in your hands and you can be changed by the very same gospel they were changed by. So friends, this is just a little reminder of the transfiguration of Jesus. Who is this Jesus? The one who is transfigured before the disciples. He is the Lord of glory. What a word for the day. May you have a blessed day and I'll see you next time on New Horizons. God bless.